everybody, it's Susie. Thanks so much for stopping by for the first installment of the Shine and Seek podcast. Today, I want to talk about what to do when you don't know what to do. And I think a lot of us come across this at different points in our lives and you know, we'll be talking to a friend about something going on for us and they'll say, well, what do you think you should do? And you're just like, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And you're panicked and you honestly don't know. Um, but what I find really reassuring is that what I do know is the answer is inside of me. It's really just that monkey mind craziness, kind of panicky stress that we let ourselves get into that covers over our ability to tap into that inner voice and to listen to what we actually think. And um, I think there's a couple ways to work to let that voice come through, one of which that I think is really the most powerful is meditation for sure, which I know a lot of people are scared of and don't think that they could ever do. They don't think they could ever, ever sit in a quiet room with their thoughts and not freak out, um, which I'm totally able to understand because that is how I felt in the beginning. I really couldn't think of a worse thing to do than sit quietly with my own thoughts running around in my head uh, for a couple of reasons. I think because I knew I would really have to feel my feelings and let what was kind of building up inside uh, come to the surface. Um, and it just made me feel super unsettled and unsure of what was going to happen if I let those feelings come up. Uh, so I started to do it gradually with music because that kind of helped cut the stillness. That's a good thing to try if you're new to meditation is, you know, maybe just put on a really relaxing, calming song that um, moves you and close your eyes and sit there and just breathe deeply in and out while you're listening to it. You know, there's no, I think a lot of us uh, perfectionistic type people are like, you know, I have to sit for 20 minutes and do it perfectly and really get into it with a bang from the beginning or what's the point of doing it, which you know, is really only your ego's excuse for not doing it in the first place. Um, so kind of learning to release that and kind of give yourself permission to just kind of toy around with it and let yourself gradually get a little bit more comfortable with it. And I mean, I don't think sitting while you're thoughts are swirling around in your head is always going to be totally comfortable or ever going to be totally comfortable. But what I found as I kind of built up the minutes 
of my meditation and I eventually got trained in transcendental meditation, which is where you practice it uh, 20, ti 20 times, <laughs> twice a day for 20 minutes and you have a mantra that is given to you and they teach you how to use it. Um, so you constantly have something to come back to and focus on when you notice that you've drifted away into thoughts. Um, but the real stumbling block for me was getting past the first 10 minutes um, because <laughs> that's really the period of time for me when my kind of not self-sabotaging exactly but like my egoic fearful thoughts I would say uh, are really rising and rumbling and coming to the top and all kind of swirling around in my head and I don't know what anything means uh, but if I can make it past that 10 minute point that's usually where you know that voice will begin to quiet a little bit and I'll feel calmer and stress will release and sometimes it's just that sometimes I have you know incredible moments of intuition and um, clarity coming through and having incredible ideas that I didn't know were inside of me until I made the space for that stillness for them to come through and uh, it's really been a crucial crucial way that I've been able to get in touch with my intuition and in turn find out what I did actually think about things. You know, there was a long time where I didn't know what to do when I didn't know what to do. <laughs> um, and being able to tap into that connection with yourself through stillness has allowed answers to come through to me that I don't know if I would have heard otherwise. It's really kind of making the space and the place for what you already know in some cases or what you need to hear to uh, come through you. And there are kind of three steps for me in the process of what I do when I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, and the first one might seem a little bit counterintuitive, but it's really to stop asking everyone around you for advice. There's definitely a time when you need to really ponder all sides of a situation, make your pros and cons list, ask your friends and family what they think, try to come up with a creative solution and map up map out what to do next but there's also a time to just release the need to figure it out which really means that once you've gathered all those opinions and weighed your options and looked at whatever your thing is from all angles the next best step you can take is to quiet your mind and let the answer come to you I mean think about it how are you supposed to even know what you think if you're letting all those outside influences tell you what to think I don't mean to say that getting an outside perspective isn't helpful because it can be incredibly helpful but I bet if you think about the people in your life that you turn to 
in times like this when you don't know what to do and you're trying to figure out what to do next it's really the ones that ask you the right questions not the ones who tell you what they think you should do who help you the most asking the right questions can be such a key key way of getting to the answers you need um, and I think kind of the the crux of not putting too much emphasis on what other people are telling you to do is you want to leave space for your own inner voice to come through and tell you or remind you what you already know about what you should do. The second thing is to look at how you might be stressing yourself out. Beyond all of that external stuff coming at you, you have to consider how your perception of the situation might be affecting you. I don't know about you, but my ego voice, monkey mind, whatever you want to call it, is pretty smart and clever and loud. And it's not always the nicest. Uh, when I really think about it in a certain situation, I'm usually harder on myself than anyone else's. Um, my inner dialogue can really go to a place where I'm essentially beating myself up for not doing X, Y, or Z perfectly, even if no one else has said a word about it to me. I'm stressing myself out by, you know, really overanalyzing what other people might be thinking or, or you know, where I'm not being good enough or where I'm not doing everything in the way that everyone else thinks it should be done, where that's not helping the situation. That's just stressing me out more. So recognizing that you're putting that pressure on yourself is really the first step in being able to release it. And then the third thing is to really slow your roll. It may not make logical sense to you to slow down when you're up against a deadline or rushing to get one thing after the next done or really you know, need to get a decision made fast, but logic isn't really helpful in this situation. Um, and, you know, the ego voice, fear voice in your mind during this might come up and be like, you have so much to do. Why are you just sitting there? Get moving. What are you doing? But when you can't think clearly and you feel fragmented or pulled in multiple directions, it's pretty tough to do anything well. So even just stopping to take a few deep breaths before you pick up the phone or go to shoot off a ego-fueled email can make a huge difference. And I think all of these things really come back to what steps can you take to quiet your mind and make space for the answer to come to you with ease and grace and to let go of control a little bit the more you're trying to push and control and figure it out and you know get that answer on your time and when you want it the less your inner voice is going to be able to speak to you because you're not going to be able to hear it. You're drowning it out with all this other stuff that isn't going to help the situation. It's just the habit of what you're used to doing in that situation. You don't do it because you know it's helpful and you think that's actually the way. If you think about it, it's just what you're used to. So that's what you do. And 
it's it's you know I say that in no way that you should blame yourself for that um, because you know even since I've kind of learned these principles along the journey of what I've uh, been going been going through I have to remind myself of them constantly and usually when I'm really resisting meditating or just sitting down and taking a break and you know chilling out for a second I know now that that means that's what I need to do the most and that that resistance is the sign to me that that's what I need to do. So that's what I do as much as possible. But I, I, as much as anyone, fall back into, you know, letting my fearful, ego-fueled thoughts run the show. So I think it's really just a moment-by-moment and day-to-day practice of watching what you do when you're in a moment of stress or indecision and you don't know what to do next. Watch what your first inclination is and remind yourself that you already know the answer. I really believe that's true that we intuitively know the answer to most of the things that are going on. We just need the space and the stillness and the time to hear it. And we may not get the answer on the timetable that we think we need. That's one of the hardest things I think to let go of is, you know, needing to know a certain thing by a certain time and accepting that you may not be in a space where you can know the answer that quickly. Going through what you're going through and learning how to find that stillness to let the answer come through to you might be the only way that you'll actually believe that answer when it comes through, if that makes sense. Um, so I invite you to just kind of take stock of how you react in those situations and try and incorporate a little stillness into those moments. And just remember that When you're in doubt and think that you don't know the answer, sometimes the best thing you can do is just surrender the need to figure it out. I hope this will be helpful for you, and I'd love to hear um, any topics that you'd like to explore so please feel free to um, stop by my blog at shineandseek.com uh, and leave a comment and let me know what topics you're interested in exploring and I look forward to talking to you again soon thanks for listening bye